Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. I am so excited for today's episode. I have the amazing Gina DeVee here with me, and Gina dropped so much gold in this episode around how to really rise up and step into the queen that you are. Gina is the founder of the multi-million dollar women's empowerment company called Divine Living. Divine Living is for the person who's excited about impacting the world, craves a spiritual connection, dares to be visible, and desires to fulfill their lives' purpose. Gina is also an author, speaker and success coach and she is the author of the audacity to be queen which i'm so excited to dive into this book i just got my copy not too long ago and it's gonna be epic because i already know because gina shares a lot of what is in that among her other teachings in this episode and it's gonna leave you feeling extremely empowered inspired and ready to take on the freaking world so as always if you are loving the podcast please let me know come tag me on instagram at the spiritual boss babe when you listen and also leave some love on iTunes and make sure that you check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Gina after this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Gina onto the show. Hello, Gina. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. It's awesome to be here. I can tell it's going to be great already. Yes. I'm really excited to dive into all the magic. I love what you are doing and sharing with the world. It's so inspiring. And I would love to hear first, like how you were led to your purpose and doing what you're doing now. Everyone has like a really cool backstory and I love opening it up with that because there are so many spiritual entrepreneurial women listening in and going after their big dreams. So it's so inspiring to hear other people's stories. Awesome. Yes. It's, it's, it's always so humbling to share. You know, I think we think we've got these big jobs to figure our lives out and it really is just such a series of, you know, certainly decisions and actions, but, you know, I find that we were born into the, the right family at the right, in the right country at the right time. And it, it all kind of, you know, starts to make a lot of sense. So, you know, I grew up in middle America. I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit and, you know, part of why my story is relatable is because, you know, my parents weren't celebrities and I didn't, you know, grow up um, super fancy or, or super poor even. It was just part, part of the journey and part of the story and grew up going to church. And that was where my spiritual connection first came from. And um, my parents hosted a lot of dinner parties. So it's what kind of led me into the lifestyle scene and eventually going to little cordon bleu. But anyways, I, you know, I went to, uh, whatever, went to a, a mediocre college that I write about in my book and then ended up in Washington at the White House. And 
you know, basically my point is there's just this big through line in all of our lives that all of a sudden makes sense. So mm. today I have a brand called Divine Living and it's for ordinary women who like want to live an extraordinary life. You know, my time in Washington led me you know, where seeds planted to see how people who are really up to big things in the world can make the world a better place. The spiritual stuff has all come together. And, um, and then I think it's just my own soul's journey just kept desiring something more. And that's what led me into the entrepreneurial space. That's so beautiful. I'm sure you've learned so many things on your journey. Like every piece of it probably played some kind of part in evolving into what you do now. Yes. And I think the the big thing that I was um, gearing up to say from the last part was, um, sorry about that, um, was that there was a time when everything seemed so separate. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I went and got a master's degree in clinical psychology. Then I went to Le Cordon Bleu for cooking skills. And then there was the, the spiritual stuff and then the, the money transformation stuff. And then there just is that moment when it all really does come together. So I just want all the listeners to trust the process and trust your whole story because somehow, some way it has played a role in what you're meant to do today. Yeah. That's such a powerful, powerful message and thing to drive home because I know I felt something similar on my journey too. And I feel like I'm always evolving and expanding anyway, um, Mm -hmm. into my next level. But I've, I remember parts where I felt like, Oh my God, what is my purpose? Am Mm -hmm. I really on the right path? I feel like I keep changing directions so many times, or I feel like I have so many passions or whatever. So I think it's so cool um, how you've been bringing what you stand for together in everything yes. that you're doing. What are some yes. of the – sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what, one of my best tips for that is take what you do on the weekend and bring it into your work week. When I was doing all things personal development, women's empowerment, entrepreneurialism, Monday to Friday, and then I'd run off to like travel and fashion magazines and dinner parties in the weekend. When I brought them all together, that's when my brand Divine Living came together. And Mm. I've noticed that when I coach a lot of women, whatever your passions are that you do on the weekend, bring that into your brand because then you're going to have a passion-based brand and it'll all of your loves will come together. Wow. Can you give like another example or way that people can begin to do that? Sure. So, um, you know, when I work with moms, you know, they would tell me like what they do with their kids on the weekends. And then if they were bringing that into, uh, you know, whatever their business or brand is, um, that I have worked with health coaches and they would talk to me about what they cook on the weekends and that they thought health coaching was just about helping people lose weight, but then they would bring recipes into their brand. So, um, I think also I worked with a woman who uh, was a former burlesque dancer and she was like, thought that was a different part of her life. And Mm. she was trying to find her own special slice of life coaching. I was like, well, tell me what you love about burlesque. And she was like the, the power and the fun and just like the command of your body. And so it's like, well, bring all that into your brand. And so I think that, um, that when you, take a look at what you do for hobbies. And then I'm not saying that everything you do has to be monetized. If you like cooking, baking muffins, bake your muffins, you don't have to like (laughs) create a business out of it. But I think that there's something, some key that you will discover if you bring your weekend into the weekday that will make your brand more uniquely you. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like, 
it's kind of like showcasing who you are more. That too. That and too. Letting people see more of who you are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, that's where the uniqueness comes out. Mm-hmm. That's when you don't have to worry about, oh, is my stuff like everyone else's? And is everyone else saying the same thing or looking the same way? Because um, it couldn't possibly be the same when you're bringing the uniqueness of you into it. Yeah. What are some of the biggest lessons you feel like you've learned on your journey so far of, and, and people, and um, through helping the clients that you worked with? Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably one of them. I think that I was so, I was so invisible to myself that I was really blind to my own uniqueness. And I made the process of like what I do now in the world so much harder than it needed to be. I was um, blocked so much longer than I needed to be. And so I would say like this thing that we all worry about, like, are we going to be like, what's unique about me? Like the uniqueness already exists. Mm -hmm. So be playful with it and fun with it and let it out and also trust it too. I think that I for so long thought I needed to be different than who I was or that I could only show parts of me were acceptable Mm -hmm. to, to be liked in the world. And it wasn't until I just fully owned it. Um, you know, so I am lit up about all things, spiritual, personal development, entrepreneurialism. And I am also obsessed with all things, lifestyle, luxury, travel, and all that. Now my brand and my obsessions aren't for everyone, but who it is for, like, then they know I'm their coach, I'm their mentor. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I, uh, when I first, like, saw the entrepreneurial scene, like, everyone was like, well, let's, you know, focus on being of service in the world. And it was like, well, of course what I do is I'm being of service in the world. I'm a, a coach, you know, I help yeah. transform lives. Um, but I, when I doubled down on really sharing my passion for, um, the luxury and the lifestyle, that's what, when then people could start to self-select like, Oh, you know what? I don't really care about Jimmy Choo's. Like that's not what lights me up. And they're going to go elsewhere and they're going to find the right coach for them. But for my women, they didn't want to go to seminars where there was a bunch of sneakers and backpacks. Like they wanted to walk into a Ritz Carlton hotel versus an airport hotel. And so, and again, nothing is better or worse. It's all Mm -hmm. more uniquely you. Like there's all kinds of women that um, aren't into the travel or they're more into the eco and the natural stuff. And so, um, or they're into like the feminine circles and they want to sit on pillows and, you know, go, you know, full-blown feminine. So it's all of it works. I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing to say. And that when you are just so proud of who you are and what your zone of genius is, then it becomes a standout. A friend of mine said to me, she's like, I'm thinking of moving to Portland or Seattle. She's like, like, what do you think? And I was like, girl, I don't do rain or flannel. If you, if you need to know where to get a caftan and where to go in the South of France, like I got your back, but like, I'll support your like move to the, like the Northwest, but I, I got no help for you, you know? And she just laughed. So I think that we all just need to give ourselves permission to be our full selves and not feel like that you're too much or too little mm-hmm. for someone else. Yeah. I freaking love that. And so many people struggle with that. Uh, I feel like of, you know, uh, um, fear of judgment, um, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, you name it. I have clients, people in my audience say that all the time. I've dealt with it too. Mm-hmm. 
what, like, what, what was that turning point for you? And, uh, like, how do you help people overcome, like really step into that and own it? Because that is, it's so, I mean, once you own it, like everything starts to fall into place so Everything. much more. Yeah. You like, you become like the thing I, cause I was like so afraid that people would think that I was shallow and materialistic. So I didn't want to let them know I was like lit up by going to the Amalfi <laughs> coast and wanted to like, you know, stay at fancy hotels and all that stuff. And, um, so I, there's a couple of things. One, I would say people are pretty perceptive. Like, you know, so it's like what you think you're hiding, you're not. So you might as well own it. People like people already knew these things about me just because I wasn't saying it and like really owning it. It's not like people didn't know. Yeah. So probably the same is true for you. Um, next is, you know, we're living in a time of specialists, not generalists. And it really is all in the details about what people are attracted to. And I think that I thought it was safer to be all things to all people. And mm -hmm. so I tried to really play that game. I was also super codependent at the time. So like I really needed people to like me and approve of me. Mm. And, um, you know, when you, if you want the best personal development seminar on the planet, start your own business. So like the thing that I'm such a good quote, <laughs> <laughs> most afraid of, of like public disapproval happened to me very early on in my career. Actually, mm. I write about it in my book and I had a client who went ballistic on me because she wanted to quit a 12 month program after three months. And I said, no, and I don't have a return policy and you got to honor your commitments. And, um, anyway, she just started twisting it and talking all this trash about me. And I was like paralyzed, thought I was going to die. Like everyone was like spreading rumors about me. And the short version of it is once I went into like the darkness and the depths and ate pizza for two weeks, mm. I came up out of it and I realized then like, why was I making her God? Like, why was I making her voice so important? Mm -hmm. Especially when it was so, such a lunatic to me. It's like, I don't offer a refund policy. It's clear, honor your commitment. Like, you know, and like, I was either like making her wrong or I was making me wrong. And then I just finally got like, this is who I am. This is my business. And so the, the point is that very painful experience it like almost cured me of my codependency um, because I realized what a ridiculous waste of time it was. And there was no amount of, I think this is the other thing. There was no amount of reason or logic or clear communication. Like I couldn't, I couldn't win. Like it was clear. It was in the contract. She signed it. Mm -hmm. So when I realized that that was really so symbolic for life, like it doesn't matter how clear, how strong, how reasonable, whatever you are, like there are going to be people that aren't having it, that don't mm -hmm. like it. And if I was going to be held hostage to that level of insanity, like, no, 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 no. Um, I was going to like own it, start owning who I was fully. And so I think that's what I realized is that you're not going to please. I mean, we know it, but I really got it. You're not going to please everyone. Yeah. And so I at least had to be there for myself. Yeah. And it sounds like you set stronger boundaries as well after that, like in your business, probably. 
Totally, totally. You know, like, um, you know, I'm, I came from a fundamentalist born again Christian household and I'm, you know, also part of the spiritual course of miracles camp. And so in either one of those, I would be like, you know, talking all the Jesus language or like going full blown spirit universe vocab. (laughs) And, and finally I just got like, I'm both actually like i i'm both so just own it and then on stage in my events you're like i'll drop f-bombs too and the christians get all upset about that and like you know the millennials are like i respect you more because of and like so finally i'm just like look at i'm i'm all of it and i own it and if it's not for someone um they can go find who's right for them mm-hmm. and, and i really do believe that in love like there's just there's a, there's a place and a tribe and a mentor uh, for all of us, but you will not win if it's not about winning. You will not um, so have fun. a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You won't be fulfilled if you're not there for you mm-hmm. and honest with yourself about what's who you actually are. And you know, it's like a muscle. Every time you use it, it gets stronger. So mm-hmm. I think that's how it happened for me. Wow. And so this is kind of what you talk about in your book too. More. Totally. You wanna, yeah. I want to hear more about your book. <laughs> sure, sure. So my book is called The Audacity to be Queen. It's got this cool gold foil on it, of course. Beautiful. Right? Uh, the Unapologetic Art of Dreaming Big and Manifesting Your Most Fabulous Life. And so particularly for you entrepreneurs out there, I tell all my gory stories, all my mistakes, my embarrassing um, experiences, as well as my successes and how I got there too, because one of the things you'll get in the book, it's fun. Like there's like 32 different archetypes of like all the ways that we hold ourselves back and aren't being the queen of our lives. Mm. And so I really have done the deep dive on, on little miss perfect who has the disease to please or the bitch or the paranoid gangster or the ghost who's invisible. So um, there's all these, all the lessons I've learned along the way are there uh, to uh, support everyone in living their epic life. That is awesome. I love how you got creative with it, with the archetypes. <laughs> totally. They're like these creatures that are running the show. There's money monsters. There's archetypes. There's like, it's not who we are because we're the, in, in every yeah. woman is a queen, whatever version of whatever her style of queenhood is. Um, and I think that when we are all kinder with ourselves and each other to get, like we've been programmed, we have been brainwashed, we mm-hmm. have been lied to. And at this point in our lives, it is our job to wake up to all the ways that are not authentically us that we've been behaving or thinking or believing and get into our queen power stat. Oh, I love that. Queen freaking power. Yes. So what happens when someone's like in a certain archetype or like an archetype comes up? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's different remedies and strategies and different ways to slay each of the archetypes, basically. <laughs> I love the terminology. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, you know, Little Miss Perfect just needs to die. Like, that's like, she's just got to go. And like, and all the, like, the, I call her LMP, you know, all the LMPs will just like, <laughs> it's a little harsh language for them. But then, you know, then I got the paranoid gangster and that's like a whole different, like, you know, remedy. Um, there's the defeatist who's like stuck in the comparison trap. Mm. So there, there's so many that I think that we, we really do all relate to, but in the book, there's prayers, there's meditations, there's exercises. Um, 
so here, here's how you slay the defeatist is with the cosmic thank you note. So the defeatist basically goes on Instagram or whatever and is just like all of a sudden comparing, all of a sudden say everyone, so-and-so's life is better than mine, she has it easier, she's more powerful, she has what I want, the whole thing. And so the lesson really, uh, and then she goes all like, I can't have what I want. So when Mm. she's in that defeatist mode and is depressed and in her funk, the opportunity is to look at that other person who is not showing you what you can't have. It's she's showing you what you are meant to have because Mm. she's lighting the way and showing you like, hey, you maybe didn't know it was possible to have that number of people in your program or to have that kind of business model or to make that amount of money or have that A team, whatever it is. And she's showing you that it's humanly possible. And if it, it lights you up, then it's meant for you as well. So I remember the first time I was super comparing myself. Um, There was another woman entrepreneur. And at that time in my career, she wasn't as big of a fish as I was, all is relative, but just saying. So, but who's judgmental, right? Mm. So anyways, but so. We've all been there. (laughs) She wasn't as big of a fish as I was. And then I saw she was like on this summit with all of these like whales of the industry. And I was like, oh, like I wanted that so badly for myself. I wanted to play the bigger game. And I was, I just immediately went into jealousy. I was like, Mm -hmm. who is she? And how did this happen? And how did did she get lucky? And like all this like icky, low vibrational, shadow, gnarly thoughts, beliefs, the whole thing about her, about me, about like she could have it, I can't. Who does she think she is? The whole thing. And then thankfully at some moment spiritual practice actually kicked into (laughs) (laughs) into working and i really got she was showing me what i wanted that i didn't even know to ask for that i didn't wasn't thinking as big as she was to be playing at that level Mm. and that to really get clear and honest about yes i i do desire that And so I went and wrote the cosmic thank you notes. It was like spiritually guided to actually um, say, we'll call her Jane. Dear Jane, I wanted to congratulate you. Um, I just saw that you were part of this summit with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And like, well done. Like way to put yourself out there, way to be visible, way to get so great at receiving and attraction power. And I want you to know that seeing you do that showed me that I actually want to play a bigger game myself. So Mm. thank you for making a difference in my life to help me grow in a way that I didn't even know that I needed to. And for this particular one, I actually sent the email because I did know this person. The cosmic thank you note works even if you don't send it. Like if you just you know, mm-hmm. write the thank you note. You might not know the person. It might not be appropriate to send it, but um, the cosmic thank you note will slay the defeatist. I love that. That's freaking... So, so you basically just... You see what they're showing you that you want, mm-hmm. and then you write a thank you note. You don't ever need to send it. You can write it in your journal or wherever, and yep. just to get it out energetically. Yes, yes, because, you know, karmically... 
you're in gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've put, moved yourself now from jealousy into a space of gratitude, into a space of acknowledgement and celebration of another human being because you, you, rec- you can't give what you don't have. And you're not going to receive if you're blocking your own attraction power. So that just changes up the vibration completely. You automatically move into gratitude. You automatically acknowledge someone else. And you automatically open yourself to receiving your good, which is what's trying to get to you anyways. Mm, I love that. And it sounds like the things that you share in the book, which by the way, we already said the name of it, right? The audacity to be queen. Just want to make sure that everyone gets that. The Audacity to be Queen is Gina's book. You guys better go get it. (laughs) Um, But it sounds like the things that you explain in the book with the archetypes and the how to slay them Mm -hmm. is like literal like, like codes to shift the frequency. 100%. And and they happen really quickly, actually. Um, You know, I'm not into the instant coffee version of anything in life, but I've been doing personal development work for for 20 years, and I have, um, you know, I have a very low tolerance for pain, spiritual, physical, (laughs) emotional, or otherwise. So I've, like, had to find strategies to, like, get myself out of it. Plus, I'm Sicilian, so I'm easily, like, enraged and triggerable. So I've, like, worked on all my own stuff. And... You know, another great uh, technique that will just get you out of any kind of funk, misery, depression instantly is to fill in the sentence. I'm thrilled this is happening because that is a tough one when you're mad, when you're sad, when you're aching. I was going through a very dark time in my life when that was spiritually given to me. And I was like, who are you kidding? I'm not thrilled that this is happening. It's the worst thing that's happened in my life. So I thought... And every single time I have taken that medicine, it just, you can feel like the Titanic turning around in your head. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm so mad or I'm so sad. And then you're like, I'm thrilled. This is happening because like, just to say that changes your state. Yeah. And then if you actually dig, so I'll give you an example. My book, I waited 20 years, Stephanie, 20 years to wow. publish my first book. Well, it, it came out March 3rd, 2020. Okay. I had a national and international book tour in, I told you I like the fancy hotels and the whole thing. Like I had stuff lined up everywhere and I got to the New York stop and the Miami stop and then everything got canceled. And you know, you can't write a book that basically says everything's happening for you, not to you and not take the medicine or the Mm -hmm. audacity to be queen. Like I couldn't go into princess mode. I couldn't Mm -hmm. go into diva mode. I had to be the queen. And I thought, I'm really sad about like, this is devastating. And I didn't know that I was going to have to practice what I preached quite so soon. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm thrilled. My book tour got canceled because. Wow took me like I had a dig and I was like okay I'm thrilled my book tour got canceled because well um I had this beautiful in-person book tour planned but I guess I'll pivot now and I'll create a virtual book tour and then I started like looking for opportunities that I didn't I hadn't even thought about them before because it wasn't really what I was going to be doing. So I went virtual and started reaching out to podcasts and Instagram takeovers and all kinds of stuff that like 
literally then when you look at it, would have a much farther reach, all virtual stuff combined, than all of my in-person, very expensive, traveling around the world book signings would be. Yeah. Okay, do one more. I'm thrilled this is happening because, well, as much as I want book sales, it's not what I want more than anything. I want people to actually read this book. Like I want women to get how much of a queen they are and how powerful they are. So it's like, when were people reading more than when in quarantine? So I'm true. like, true. That is true. That's a good okay. one. Okay. <laughs> we'll do one more. Like, okay. I'm thrilled this is happening because when I started realizing that media was going virtual, like I was like having to fly across, you know, the U.S. and like show up in all these, you know, different markets to go like get on these morning shows. And then I was like, called my publicist. I'm like, get me Cleveland. What's going on in Dallas? I just did Austin. You know, it's like, nice. like, and I'm sitting here doing all these morning shows from the comfort of my own home. So I think that when we really are available to be the queen and understand that the universe has a better plan for us than we mm -hmm. had... I'm thrilled this is happening because it works. That is so good. That's such a powerful tool. I'm going to totally use that. I can't wait to get your book now too. Mm -hmm. Good. I mean, that's awesome because it totally just shifts your, like it shifts your perception. Like instead of, oh my God, this sucks. This is horrible. It shifts it to, well, and then it, then it like, it's like a gradual or sometimes even bigger. Once you keep going shift. It is, it is. And it becomes like the neurological pathways are like muscles, right? And you start strengthening that, like it gets to a place, not that I don't ever get upset or get triggered anymore, but you know, not nearly at the level that I used to. So like another example, my personal assistant, two weeks before the book launch gives me her two week notice. Like, first of all, she'd been with me for a long time. And like, who gives a two-week wow. notice anymore? Like, you're not like a cashier. Like, this job takes time to find someone and, and train. Like, a two-week notice really. Well, the, you know, former Sicilian Gina would have been like, how dare you? <laughs> like, you'd have done all kinds of damage to, like, her, my nervous system, like, all sorts of stuff. And I, I it was like, she's like, here's my resignation. I said, great. I said, can I write you a lot of recommendations? Like, it was like. I knew that the universe, it was her, someone better. Now, mm -hmm. catch this. She resigned somewhere around, I don't know, it was like February 25th. What didn't I know is that we're walking into a global pandemic where quarantine would take place. She's my personal assistant. She came to the house every day. Mm -hmm. Like, either she wouldn't have had a job anyways, or I would have been paying for someone who wasn't did the work. It's like the universe had the plan. And before I would have freaked out thinking... I was going to be without support or she was this awful person. And now I just get it. Like, it's not the way the world is set up to be in lack. I was, she was like, it was time to her, for her to move on. Someone else was going to come in like, okay, not my, not my job. Yeah. And when we really train our brains that everything's happening for us, not to us, and we're not here to be in lack or self-destruct, it gets a lot more fun and a lot more easy. Yeah. Did it take you a while to like really um, make that like part of who you're being, part of who you are? Yes, but it doesn't have to take everyone else that long. Yeah. It's really, um, it literally is a muscle, mm -hmm. you know, like it can take you like 20 years to lose 20 pounds if you even ever do, but it 
can also take a month. Yeah, that's you know? such a good example. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's like, how committed to it are you? And mm-hmm. how willing are you to just really get it? Because this way, this the spiritual way is the easier way to live. Like we make it hard when we are in fear and fear is false evidence appearing real. It's just not even real. What's What's actually real is the spiritual world. So when we live by spiritual principle, it becomes fun. It becomes easy. Um, I think of all of the years that I just had that darkness in me when I would go into fear around money. Like it was like just like fear to survive, fear like I was dying, fear like the sky was falling if a client didn't sign up or, you know, something, an unexpected bill came in. And to live with, I, I still have stuff, but that one I really worked on. To like yeah. live with zero financial fear, it it changed my life. And it's just, why would I go back? Yeah. And it's all about like really, like you said, just deciding to commit to yourself. And commit to the solution. Yeah. To like, the solution. Like, no, like I, there's a chapter that's called the sexiness of certainty. And so it's like developing such a high level of certainty that the solution exists. Your people are there. The money is there. Like it's all there. Now, are we on the adventure of discovering what that is? Yes. Do you know, do we need to, you know, let go of certain parts of ourselves and grow up and emotionally mature for sure and develop new habits. Yes. So it's not necessarily super easy. It does take some digging, but I will tell you what's harder is the struggle. Yeah. Way. The unlived life is harder than going for the epic one. Yeah. The unlived life is harder than going for the epic one. You have the best quotes. (laughs) Um, what about like, what do you say to people who like, like they say they want something, they say they desire something like so badly, but they just can't like, they keep procrastinating or for whatever reason, they can't fully bring themselves to stay on path or stay motivated or excited Mm -hmm. about it. It's so simple. There's only one reason for it. What is that? (laughs) they don't have the belief that it will actually work for them Mm. because I don't, I don't believe in, nobody's lazy. I don't believe in procrastination. Um, and the off track is, it's just a mirror of the mind going off track into the belief that it's not going to happen. Because think about how ridiculous someone would, um, be if, let me find the right example here. Um, let's say, okay. If, I believed that, um, let me, if, if I wanted scrambled eggs and if I really believed that the eggs that I had were rotten, so they wouldn't make beautiful scrambled eggs, how insane would I have to be to leave my office, walk downstairs, go to the fridge, get the eggs, get the pan out and get the bowl out and crack the eggs open and start whisking the eggs to make the scrambled eggs. Yeah. You would think someone was an idiot if they knew that what they were going to do was not going to equal the result they desired. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's why I have so much, I mean, all this, of course, is unconscious, but that's what goes on for people. And, you know, we're talking about women here. So what goes on for women when they aren't following through on their dream or procrastinating, they're not. It's just that they don't have the beliefs. They're actually doing the smart thing. You see what I'm saying? They're, yeah. they're, they, if they really believed that working on this business, taking that program, writing the sales page, if they believed that it was not going to yield the result of getting the new clients or making the money, why would anybody work on that sales page? Yeah. Nuts. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff and like nothing's going to happen. So I may as well not do it. only reason, that is the only reason for procrastination and people not following through is they wow. don't have the belief. And how do you help people shift from that? <laughs> so that's actually the fun part. You know, it's, it, it takes dare. It really takes being a queen about it. Like you mm-hmm. got to dare to desire because we have talked about the strong muscles, right? The neuro, the strong neurological pathways are you can't, it won't happen. It will take too long. It's going to be expensive. Someone else can do it, but not you. Like that's what you're up against. And so when you really get that, your work is to get into the vision and the emotion and the vibration of the desire than anything, your scrambled eggs or your seven-figure business or whatever it is, can and will happen because it must, right? Like losing, like getting physically fit is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you eat a certain amount of certain kinds of foods and you move your body in a certain way. Like it's, it's not that, but so, and then why do billions of people struggle with this? Because they don't have the belief it's going to work for them. Yeah. So when you start to create the belief and, and you tend to that garden and that does take tending, right? First, you got to get clear on what the desire even is. Mm-hmm. The statistics are that one in a hundred people know what they want. One in a hundred Americans know what they want. Wow. That's staggering. So you got to get clear on what you want. And that takes audacity, right? Like, this is the business model I want. I want to make this amount of money. I want to make money in this particular way. I want to be seen as an, you know, whatever, an industry leader, whatever your thing is. And then you've got to start basically doing your psychological sit-ups. You've got to start like, wow, what would your life really be like if you were making that amount of money, if you were working with that caliber of client, if you mm-hmm. had these kinds of programs that were sold out, like, and like really getting into that and you've got to create the belief. It's not, it, if it were going to be there, it would already be there right now. You are literally re- like reprogramming your mind. Like, like if the computer has been programmed to do one thing, you've got to go in and reprogram it. Mm-hmm. The reprogramming is also not that hard. It's like get clear on what you want to program yeah. and then program it. And you program it through auto-suggestion. You start seeing the pictures. You start saying it out loud. And you start getting yourself to that belief mm-hmm. that this is this is your vision and that this is possible for you. And you do that spiritual workout every day. That is the work. Yeah. And repetition of it. Totally. Practice of it. Totally. The action of it, we all know. It's like 10% of it. Yeah. So good. What, so what are some of your, like, do you have a particular spiritual, like, daily practice that you do for yourself mm-hmm. to get yourself just in the right, I don't know, vibe for the day? 
Yes, yes. Um, and actually, I do call this my spiritual workout. It can be done in as little as 20 minutes, and everybody has 20 minutes. So it's, and you can do longer if, if you have the time or make the time or it's needed. Uh, it's five minutes of reading, five minutes of writing, five minutes of meditating, and five minutes of movement. That's even super easy. The, it is. Even with those 20 minutes, you're activating all the different parts of you, your vision. You know, when you're journaling, you journal about what this desire actually is. And when you're meditating, you're like seeing that. And when you're moving your body, you're feeling who are you that, who is that person that's already at that vibration. Um, and then you're reading about you know, some in some vortex about how that can happen, whether it's a wealth consciousness book or a how-to book or about people that have actually done it. And you're just literally, that's the programming for you cultivating the belief that this is possible for you. I love that. I love how like you break things down too <laughs> in such a like easy way to easy digestible way to like understand and like get it even with the book stuff. It's just so awesome. Like everything that you're doing and sharing is great. I love it. I'm so glad. Yeah. Thank you for sharing so much gold in here. I feel like there's so many golden nuggets for those listening and I'm excited for everyone who reads your book. I'm excited to get it myself. Are there any like last messages or words of wisdom that you want to share before we wrap it up? Sure. Well, I will say, you know, there's, um, be kind with yourself. A lot of what I share in this book, it is 180 degrees different than what we have been taught, what society says, all of it. So especially if it's new for you, like let it sink in. And as you were saying before, it's about repetition. Like I've gotten DMs from people say like they've read the book and they've read it twice or they read the book and they listen to the audio. And I'm not saying this for book sales. I'm saying this for like, you deserve to get this in you. Like mm -hmm. I know this is a movement and the age of queen is now. And women of today's generation know they don't have to be like the guys they don't need to do it the old-fashioned ways they don't need to do it in the masculine ways like there's like a bigger better life that's meant for everyone and it's not just meant for a few people it is absolutely meant for everyone so I would say like let yourself be on the journey with it um, you can get my book I also have a free companion course that you don't even have to buy the book to get it like if you just want to absorb the videos and the workbooks um, I'm happy to share the links there you can put it in the show notes yeah what um, is the link for that I'll still put it in the show notes too okay cool but uh, divineliving.com is is my hub so come visit me at divineliving.com and if you go to divineliving.com forward slash book you can get the Kindle hardcover or audible version. Um, and if you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity, mm -hmm. that's where you can get in on the free companion course. And it is, you know, it's going to immerse you. It's just going to love you up. There's like thousands of women from all over the world who are saying, yes, like my time is now. Like these are my dreams. I'm not self-abandoning. I'm not putting myself on the back burner. And I don't know how to believe in this, but I'm going to I'm going to stay the course and I'm going to figure this out. And that's what the conversations are in the Facebook group. That's what the video trainings and workbooks are for. Big breakthroughs are happening from money to self-esteem to confidence to clarity, all of it. Um, it's the age of queen is now. Oh, I love it. I love, love, love it. Thank you so much, Gina. This was amazing. Oh, I'm so, so glad you enjoyed it. It's so great to get to know you and to be here. And thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Oh, 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 oh